I'm happy when people stretch their hands to say they want to contribute. It makes me happy. Because I know when I can't make it, those of you that are contributing, I'll be asking you to relieve me of my work. Amen. Amen. And when that time comes, because I, I ministered on uh, the portrait of an ambitious woman in Berlin. Ah, they don't use me, oh, they don't. but when we ask you to contribute, you didn't contribute. So you can't complain. You know, sometimes ambition makes people to complain. You know? So that's the reason why people don't know the reason why. And I'm still expecting your, your papers that I gave you homework. So I'm still expecting the homework. We did it, uh, Jeremiah 1 to 30. I won't force you guys. No, in, the, in my own school, it's slow and steady win the race. But those people that are active are the ones that we sit. Because that woman, those of you that were with me in Berlin, she was asking for position. When Jesus was pouring her heart to the people, and she was asking for, for position for her two sons, that one of them will sit on your right and on your left. But thank God for Jesus. He said, to do that is not my own making. It's only the Father. So when the Father starts to appoint people that are contributing through the man or woman in the house, don't say they did not. Too. You can't complain because that will turn to negative ambition. Amen. So those of you that are yet to, in October, you hear the fullness of the story. Amen and amen. So let's start. Number one. One minute, please. Timekeeper. Timekeeper. Are you the timekeeper? Okay, one minute. One, one minute so that we can. Yes. Hey, my praise the I just quickly touch on uh, Jeremiah 15, verses 1 to 4, quickly. So, verses 1 to 4 focus on God's judgment because the Israelites, they have sinned. And because of that, God said that even if Samuel and uh, Moses should intercede, they will not listen. And if we look closely at the life of Samuel and Moses, they were men of intercessors. There was a time on two, several, on two separate occasions, God was to destroy the Israelites. But Moses fell before the Lord and interceded, and God, and God spared the Israelites. The same with Samuel when he prayed unto the Lord. What happened? The Philistines. Sorry to interrupt you. That part that is taking other people to look at other parts, don't repeat it. Amen. Mm-hmm. So that we can go quickly mm-hmm. to the next thing. Yeah. So because of the, the sin was so much, God said he will not listen to intercessor. So also in our life, you know, most of us we come here daily to pray, to intercede. But if you are living a consistent life of of saying and all that, you get to a point, no matter how much people intercede for you, that will not work. When you step outside of the word, uh, the word of God, what happened? You allow the enemy to begin to attack you. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be contributing from 18 to 20, but I won't read it. Um, the second part that we treated was when Jeremiah was going through his persecution. But what I want to focus on is what we say when we are going through our um, persecution, our difficult times. And this reminded me of also the book of Job, verse 38, verse 2. We've been learning about the plans of God. And the verse 2 says, Who is this that obscures my plan with words without knowledge? And the same thing God said to Jeremiah when he was talking, that if you will say words that are not worthless, so whatever we are going through, 
there is a plan for our lives. Apostle has been teaching us so much about plans that we should be careful what we say. And especially if we are talking, what we are saying is without knowledge. So we should just ask for knowledge and be very careful. And that's that part. And it mentioned it in verse 19. It says, if you utter wording, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Praise God. Hands together for Dickiness. Um, I'm going to be contributing from Jeremiah, verse 7 to 8, but I'm not going to um, read it out. I'm just going to say what I learned. So what we can learn from these scriptures is that obedience brings abundance, abundant increase, whilst disobedience increases or intensifies punishment. The same measure God used to bless his people in the past is what he was going to use to punish, punish them. It almost seemed as if the Israelites were going to be punished more than the nations that did not acknowledge God. The Bible says to whom much is given, more is expected. The Israelites ought to have known better. God expected more from them as he warned them time and time again. They heard of his fame and some of them saw his deeds. Habakkuk 3.2 they saw what the Lord did to the nations who went up against them. In this same light, we who profess to know Christ, who are listening and studying to these scriptures weekly, God requires more from us. We cannot act and think like people who do not know God or those who have not read the books we have been reading. The punishment for those who profess to know Christ, but their conduct says something different. Their punishment is just like, will be just like that of the Israelites. It will be laid bare for all to see, as it was in verse 7. Therefore, this calls for self-examination, including myself. For God will judge us more strictly. Therefore, we have no excuses than to do what is right in order to avoid the penalties of judgment. Praise the Lord. I'm contributing from verses, uh, verse 16. And we're able to see the personality of um, Jeremiah here. No, verse 17. He said, I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. And that confirms the book of um, Psalm 1, uh, verses 1 to 3. When he said, blessed is the man who does not sit in the seat of scoffers and all that. And we learned here, who are our companies? Who do we sit with? And here, he was talking about the fact that he never did. So, we look at his life as someone that we can emulate. Can we say something about that concerning ourselves? Can we say that we've never sat among the ungodly or make jests? Because here he said he never even made merry. So we learned last week about coarse joking, which the Bible says we should avoid. You know, some Christians, they joke, and their joking can offend even God himself. So we should be careful of who we, co who we keep company with, because who we keep company with, we, dis we determine who our life will become or what our destiny will become. The Bible says bad companies corrupt good manners. So we need to be very, very careful of who we keep our company with. But apart from that, he said he now sat alone. So we learned last week that it's better for us not to have a friend that can, that can make us to lose our destiny or we should just be friends with Jesus. So we should be careful of who we keep company with. And the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name.
Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 15, verses 2 to 4, which reads, And if they ask you, where shall we go? Tell them, this is what the Lord says. Those destined for death to death, those for the sword to the sword, those for starvation to starvation, and those for captivity to captivity. I will send four kinds of destroyers against them, the sword to kill and the dogs to drag away, and the birds and the wild animals to devour and destroy. I will make them abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth because of what Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. And uh, two weeks ago, apostles set us the assignment of finding out what exactly Manasseh did that caused God to unleash his fury such like this upon the people of Israel. I mean, not only did God appoint four different ways for them to die, he also appointed four different ways that their bodies would be desecrated even after their deaths. And this was because his four major sins were that he rebuilt the high places his father tore down. He popularized worship of false gods like the sun and the moon. And he also turned the holy temple into a uh, hub for idol worship. And finally, he threw away the laws of Moses by sacrificing his children and bringing back practices of witchcraft, spiritism, and divination. Although eventually he repented and turned to God, uh, his best intentions of reform were not enough to help Israel turn away from their sin. And this story should be a lesson to us. Throughout the Bible, one lesson is very clear, among others, and it's that we should stay away from sin. So as I close, I would just like to warn us all to stay away from sin, because once we venture into it, it's hard for even our best reforms to pull us out of it. God did say that he will take our sin, we will remember our sins no more. But like an injury, no matter how many medications you take, the scar will always be there. Even when it eventually heals, there will always be a scar to remind you. And the same is with sin. When we sin, we are forgiven. But Manasseh learned this the hard way. We will suffer punishment. For David, it was the death of Bathsheba's first son. For Manasseh, it was this. So in conclusion, we must remember that we cannot continue to sin and expect his grace to abound. Amen. And uh, Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, considered to be the most wicked king. And that you can see in Second Kings 21, 1-18. That's what he said. I said we should read it. And I wonder how many of us have read it. We have more than two weeks to read that now. So let's go and read it again. I'm going to get a write-up from you concerning that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My contribution will be from Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. It says, When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear you name, Lord God Almighty. Pastor Debbie told us that we should eat the word of God by meditating on the word and allowing it to digest. For the word of God to digest we need to read the word of God, the word, and think of it. Psalm chapter, Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, The word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. It is the word of God that we meditate on, that guides us from committing sin, and leads us into the path of righteousness. Finally, in Psalm chapter 119, Verse 11 says, the word, the word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. 
I want to warn everyone that we must not sin against God because we rightly think and that we will not sin in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15, verse 15. It reads, Lord, you understand. Remember me and care for me. Avenge me on my persecutors. You are long-suffering. Do not take me away. Think of how I suffer reproach for your sake. So, Jeremiah was a godly man and would do anything and everything God commanded him to do. He pleaded with God and stated that the challenge he faced for God. God said to Jeremiah in verse 20 that the Lord will rescue him from his enemies. In our world today, we as God's children experience people trying to discourage us, but no matter what, you should stand bold. Put God first and always remember that God's mighty hand of protection and blessings is upon us. Amen. Thank you. I want us to mark that verse 20 that he actually contributed. God said he make uh, Jeremiah a wall to his people, a fortified wall of Rome's. They will fight against uh, Jeremiah, but will not overcome him. For God is with him to rescue and save, it, save him. Let that be our prayers. Also in Jesus' name. Amen. Said, I will save you from the hands of the wicked and deliver you from the grasp of the cruel. Can we just underline that and make sure? We started from verse 19. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, that is to the people, I will restore you. So you can't continue in sin and expect grace to abound. And said that you may serve me. The reason why God will answer the prayers of anyone that has been sinning against him is because he wants him to serve him. If you utter word, uh, worthy, not wordless word, you will be my spokesman. Let these people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. Amen. Amen. Let's just have that in our hearts and that uh, God is always for us as long as we do his will. Amen. Yes, that's all. Praise the Lord. That takes us to um, Jeremiah chapter 16. You know, we are still following the idolatry of the people, the sin of the people, like it is in our day today. Many just continue to sin, expecting grace to abound. And I ask for forgiveness. The man of God understands. My friend understands. My mom understands. If I, if I do anything, God is not uh, that uh, uh, too much. God can forgive easily. There is nothing that God cannot forgive. Let me just try to sin a little bit and come back. From reading the book of Jeremiah, we have seen all the checkups that we must look into. We cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. We must make sure that we live a holy life. Hallelujah. A holy life. Because these people, they continue to sin. They are in the idolatry. They were killing their children and using their children for sacrifice. There are a lot of things that we are doing today that is more than that. But may the Lord help us and forgive us in everything that we do. And this uh, chapter 16 said, Day of Disaster. 
Day of disaster comes upon anyone that does not do the will of God. Day of disaster comes upon anyone that continues to, 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 to bring shame or disgrace to, to God. May that not be us in Jesus' name. That chapter 16 said, Then the word of the Lord came to me. You must not marry and have sons or daughters in this place. For this is what the Lord says about the sons and daughters born in this land and about the women who are their mothers and the men who are their fathers. You can see the call of God upon Jeremiah. Because God wants to use Jeremiah, he said he cannot marry. Because of the wickedness, with the waywardness, waywardness of the people, this is what I'm going to do to people that get married. So he was actually talking to Jeremiah in Proverbs. Amen. The same thing he did to Ezekiel. He said, for this is what the Lord says about the sons and daughters born in this land. And about the women who are their mothers. And the men who are their fathers. They will die of deadly diseases. Why are they dying of deadly diseases? Because of their sins. Because of that, when it happens, it's going to happen to everybody. When there is flood and the driver is driving the car and the driver speeds through the uh, to, uh, uh, drive with speed over the flood, what happened to the flood? The flood will just go straight to anybody. Doesn't know whether you are a Christian or you are not a Christian. So for this reason, he's saying to Jeremiah, you cannot marry because when my punishment comes, it's going to affect everybody. They will die of deadly diseases. They will not be mourned or buried that these people that, that will die that have been seen the thing against God. These are God's punishment that comes upon such people, but will be be like a dung lying on the ground. They will perish by sword and famine, and their dead bodies will become food for the birds and the wild animals. Look at the disgraceful death that these people are going to die. Like what is happening in the war affected area. People are dying, nobody to bury them. People collapse and all these things are happening. May this type of punishment not come upon us in the name of Jesus. Because the day of the Lord is going to be terrible. Say some will run to the mountain. The mountain will not be able to ride them. So let us serve God wholeheartedly. Say for this is what the Lord says. Do not enter a house where there is funeral meal. Even in this time, when they are doing party, they are doing anything, you cannot afford to go there. He said, do not go to mourn or show sympathy because of the hand of the punishment of God upon the, the people. You can't even go to them when they are mourning because it is a time of disaster as far as God is concerned. So you can't even join them. You, you cannot socialize. You can see how terrible this sin has been. When God is telling a man of God or telling people, you cannot go to parties. You see what happened these days in our parties because I can relate it to our parties today. God, if the hand of God comes or God speaks to a prophet, he can say, don't go to parties because what happened in parties, I cannot dare to see it. He dare not go there because God is about to do something. So Jeremiah was doing one here. You can't even socialize. Because it's a disaster, God's disaster that has come upon the people, there is no way you can socialize with them. You cannot even go to their funerals because it's the hand of God. He said, do not go to mourn or show sympathy. 
Somebody that can't even go to show sympathy because of their sins, God is punishing them. So you cannot even get there because if you are not very careful, the punishment comes upon you too. Because I have withdrawn my blessing. May God not withdraw his blessing. I've withdrawn my blessing, my love, and my pity from these people, declares the Lord. Both high and low will die in this land. They will not be buried or mourned. Sorry, those people that continue to sin. And no one will cut themselves or shave their heads for the dead. I think that is the ritual that they have to carry out when somebody died. People still do it today. Somebody died, parents died, they say, come and shave your head. You know, all these uh, idolatry things that people do. But even when all these people died, nobody can even shave their head because the ones that are to shave their heads are really punishing them too. No one will offer food to comfort those who mourn for the dead. Not even for, not even for a, a father or a mother. Nor will anyone give them a drink to console them. And do not enter a house where there is feasting. And sit down to eat and drink. Are you so serious? For this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Before your eyes and in your days, I will bring an end to the sound of joy and gladness. And to the voices of bride and bridegroom. In this place. May that not come to be. But the way things are going, if you are not very careful, it will come to pass like this. So that's why we are learning it, we are reading it, so that we don't get into God's wrath. He said, when you tell these people all this, and they ask you, why has the Lord decreed such a great disaster? God could see their hearts. That even when Jeremiah will go, you see, this, this message that God is giving to Jeremiah is a serious message. So that when Jeremiah will even go and, and tell them this thing, they will not believe. They will say, is that God did this thing? Is it, are, you, are you cracking or you, you know, that kind of a thing? He said, even when the people ask, uh, uh, why has the Lord decreed such a great disaster against us? What wrong have we done? What sin? Have we committed against the Lord our God? They've forgotten the sins they committed. They are still in their arguments. He said, Then say to them, It is because your ancestors forsook me, declares the Lord. Even if it's not their own sin, it's the sins of their ancestors, even though they have their own. And followed other gods and served and worshipped them. You remember the, the, the golden cow? In the uh, in Exodus, Exodus 32, this was what their ancestors were doing. And they too, they came into it. They started using their children for uh, for rituals. They started doing uh, uh, worshiping idols. They were doing a lot of a lot of things. But the sins of their forefathers, you know, that apostle preached for us, because they hate God. And these are some of the things that men, some ministers are preaching. Uh, the sins of uh, your ancestors. And you are using it to, no, 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 no. The ancestors were not doing right. That's why God is revenging on the sins of the ancestors. So let's be very careful as parents. Amen. As you are raising our children, showing our children the way. If our children, what, what they see us do is what they will do. 
If they see you messing around, they will mess around. If they see you stealing, they too will steal. If they see you lying, they will lie. So when the judgment of God comes upon those people, he is going to come from the ancestors as well. Those of us. Except if now the children are living well. But these children were not living well. They are doing wrong things. So it's double punishment. May that not be upon us in the name of Jesus. There are many people that are going through double punishment today. We don't know why. Because their parents did not serve God as they ought to serve God. And they did carry their children along. And that's the reason why we are telling us. And their children too, they begin to do worse things. And then the punishment of God is going on that lineage. May we hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us tonight. He said, not even for uh, here. He said, uh, both and high, both high and low will die in this land. Either rich or poor. Either whatever, as long as you are following your own wayward way. He said they will die in the land. They will not die in this land. He said they will not be buried or mourned. I think this is a punishment in those days that uh, the birds of the air will be eating their bodies. Wherever the, 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 the death meet them. They will not be buried or mourned. No one will cut themselves or shave their heads for the dead. No one will offer food to comfort those who mourn for the dead. This one that people will come and be consoling and everything. There is nothing like that. Everybody will be in farming. Nobody, but those who mourn for the dead. Not even for a father or a mother, nor will anyone give them a drink to console them. And do not enter a house where there is feasting, and sit down to eat and drink. May the hand of God not be against us and our, house, and our household. Said, for this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, before your eyes and in your days, I will bring an end to the sound of joy and gladness and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in this place. Because from bride and bridegroom, they have messed it up. People that God has satisfied, they have, abundant, they have messed it up too. So God said that there be neither joy and people are experiencing this, either you like it or not. They are experiencing this in this land and in many nations because they have sinned against God. May we not sin that God will just reject us like that. We cancel it from the nation. No marriage, you can't even marry. No man will come to you. No woman will come to you. As I said it all. Say women will now go, go, go and be looking for Isaiah chapter 4. Come and marry me. They will be begging men to come and marry them. About 100 women on one man. Let me explain it better for us. It's the punishment of God. May that not be a portion. In the name of Jesus. You won't hear the voice of bride. Not to even come and talk of bridegrooms. When you tell these people all this. And they ask you. You can see how these people are just. I don't know. They still ask questions. Why is God dealing with all like this? What have I done that said? Is, you know, is happening nowadays. 
they start to show I don't care and I don't care attitude. What have I done that was this? God is not as difficult as that. You are just trying to uh, 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 make it big, bigger than what uh, God, God said he, he can forgive us if you confess our sin. He's able and just. They will quote the Bible with it. But it's the same God that is talking to them here. Because of the wickedness and the waywardness of the people, God's hand of punishment, God is sending punishment on the people. He said, when you tell these people all this, and they ask you, why has the Lord decreed such a great disaster against us? Ah, ah, what, we, what have we done that God decreed this kind of disaster? What is it? Is it just because uh, I just like to put my head where I like to put my head? Or is it just because I like to naked myself? Or is it just because I like to leave my cleavage out? Is that sin? Or you draw, you wear skirts and all these things. You know there are some sins that are sins. Those of you that are raised in Christian homes. When you are raised in Christian home and you get out there and you join the people, the punishment that will come upon you is more dangerous. Or those of you that are raised in a good church like this and you get out there, nobody is seeing me. You see a lot of people, you, you, you now wear dress. They slash it up to your bum. Then when you sit down, we are seeing your underwears and everything. And what is wrong with that? God is angry because he, fear, he wants you to reflect him on a regular basis. But you have reflected him wrongly. And so he's happy. He's angry. So this type of people now ask, what is wrong with what I'm wearing? Why, why, why is she looking at me like that? What is wrong? What is wrong? I know you will talk. I know you talk. Even parents will join to be saying the same thing. Ah, what is, what is it? Why, why are you looking like that? We don't need to look like that. You know the right thing. But you're encouraging sin. In the life of people that are around you, instead of you to be reflecting God, may the Lord help us. He says, such people say, when you tell these people all this, you know, when you start to see the mistakes and all the way people are living, the lifestyle people are living, and you start to correct them, they, they, they are bold to come and reply to you. That is what we are saying here tonight. Uh, what is wrong? I know she will see it. She says, Am I the only one here? Or something like that. He said, people will not be getting married. May we not be in that class. We want to celebrate everybody. May you not sin that we cannot marry you. When the husband that is to marry you is around, then your dressing has really killed you already. Or the wife that wants to marry you, the way you, you have, maybe the way you talk, talking like a bushman or something like that. You have already defeated yourself. Then come on, ah, why is she? I like her, but why is she not? Why doesn't she like me? Oh, because you are. <laughs> let me not describe you. <laughs> because you are rude. You are not soft spoken. The woman is looking for a man that will look after her and they will talk well to her. But you are like, <laughs> you can't even say I'm sorry. You can't have people around you. Five years old, I don't want such a man. Then by yourself, by your attitude, you spoil the whole show. May the Lord help us. It's vice versa. And when things happen, and we try to correct her, you to try to compose, uh, compose yourself, or compose yourself, or something like that, or comport yourself, or something. You say, ah, what is, what is this? You, you, you just try to. May the Lord help us. 
He said, when you tell these people all this, and they ask you, why has the Lord decreased such a great disaster? Is it because of this little thing that uh, you are not telling me that God, God himself is saying it here? There is no little thing in sin. What, what wrong have we done? What sin have we committed against the Lord our God? Then say to them, you see, Jeremiah is given a very great task. As every one of us in leadership, we are given a great task. That's why I said that, may the Lord help us so that I can be able to carry out all these tasks. What's wrong? What wrong have we done? What sin have we committed against the Lord our God? Then say to them, it is because your ancestors forsook me declares the Lord, and followed other gods, with small letter G, and serve and worship them. They forsook me, they forsook me, and, and, the, and did not keep my laws. They forsook me, I want us to underline that place, and did not do what? And do, did not keep the laws of the Lord. What are the do's and don'ts? In the word of God. That is too much for me. I can't. Don't do this. Don't do that. If God is not into all this. He's into that. He said that you, he said, we should respect our parents. Parents should honor their children. But you are violating this rule. All these things can cause disaster. And when the hand of punishment of God is upon somebody. Sometimes they don't know. They think they are enjoying life. Because they can still do other things. May we keep the laws of God in the name of Jesus. What are the things that God said we should not do? The Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother. So that your day may be long. You will live long. What are other things? Keep the Sabbath day holy. That is the time that I can't go to church. When the Bible says you fellowship. This Sunday I'm not going. What are they talking about? Then you are sitting at home. Before you know it, you are carrying telephone, phoning everybody. Instead of you listening to the sermon, you are phoning. The sermon finished, there is nothing you can do. May God help us. He says, Then say to them, It is because your ancestors forsook me, declares the Lord our God. Forsook me the Lord and followed other gods and served and worshipped them. They forsook me and did not keep my law, but you have, be, you have behaved more wickedly than your ancestors. May we be, not behave more wickedly. Amen. Wickedness, that's what we are talking about here. If there is any wickedness in us tonight, may the Lord take it out by force. Because that's another thing that can make God to be hang, angry. Say, but you have behaved more wickedly. Underline that scripture. So if there is any wickedness, Say, wickedly than your ancestors. Even what you are doing now is more than what your ancestors did to me. See how all of you are following the stubbornness and your evil hearts. Stubbornness and your evil hearts. Where we fail to obey God, we, have, we, 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 we try to be stubborn. Our heart will turn to snow, a stone. Ezekiel said that. Ezekiel 
that God will give us the heart of flesh instead of stone. Instead of obeying me, our heart is evil instead of obeying God. Our heart is stubborn instead of obeying God. May that not be us in Jesus' name. Our adventure we find ourselves in this may clean us from inside out. So I will throw you out of this land. (laughs) Into a land neither you nor your ancestors have known. And there you will serve other gods day and night. For I will show you no favor. However, the days are coming, declares the Lord. When it will no longer be said, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites out of Egypt. But it will be said, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up out of the land of the north. You remember, during the time of the Exodus, he brought them out of Egypt. In this time of Jeremiah, he took them from the Babylonian Empire. And that is what he said in the land of the north. We all know what happened to them. But he guided them in their murmuring, in their mistakes, in everything they did. That's why I was telling them in that chapter 13. That even if Moses will come and pray for you, or someone will pray for you, I will not answer you. Because Moses was a great intercessor during that time. He said, but in their own time now, they will say, but it will be said... As surely as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites up out of the land of the north, out of the country where he had banished them. That is out of the land of the north with the Babylonians who captured them. For I will restore them to the land I give their ancestors. But now I will send for many fishermen. God is talking to them in parables here. Amos chapter 4, write it down, verse 2. When I read my notes, I'll be referring to that. But now I will send for many fishermen, declares the Lord, and they will catch them. After that, I will send for many hunters. How will these fishermen catch them? Men have not turned to fishes that fishermen will catch with hooks. Slavery is what he's talking about there. After that, I will send for many hunters, and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hills, and from the crevices of the rocks. There is no hiding place. My eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. Is there anyone that keeps on sinning and expecting grace to abound? We cannot hide from God. Adam and Eve, when, when they sinned in the Garden of Eden, they hid from the Lord. But God finds them out. No matter what you are doing, you cannot hide. You cannot hide. The Bible says the eyes of God goes to and fro. And is watching us. God is watching. And is looking at what we are doing. In secret and wherever we are doing it. If you are unfaithful, God is watching. If you are doing things and come and pretend holy, holy in the church, God is watching. If you are cheating somewhere and come and do holy, holy in the church, God is working. 
may we not get to that point where I now have to bring us like slaves and then they put hooks in our mouth to bring us out like fishes in the ocean. He said, I will repay. He said, here, let me read that place again. My eyes are in all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. I will repay them double for their wickedness and their sin, because they have defiled my land with the lifeless form of their vile images, and have filled my inheritance with their detestable idols. God is not interested in us sinning and doing things that we like, ignoring him, instead of making him to be in the center of anything that we are doing. Lord, my strength and my fortress. May God be our strength. May God be our fortress. May God be our refuge in everything that we do. To you, the nation will come from the ends of the earth and say, Our ancestors possessed nothing but false gods, worthless idols that did, uh, uh, that, did, that did them no good. Do people make their own gods? Yes, but they are not gods. Therefore, I will teach them this time. I will teach them my power and might. Then they will know that my name is the Lord. As I made reference to this, that people will come and know that is the Lord, because the mountain of the Lord will be what? Will be revealed. Amen. Among many other mountains. May God reveal us if there is any evil in us, in the name of Jesus, so that we can change to, to him. And in my note here, that's Isaiah chapter 16. Jeremiah's lifestyle and message. God told Jeremiah to remain single. You can see the task that God is giving to anyone that is a leader in the household of faith. He told Jeremiah to remain single and not marry, nor have sons or daughters in the land. For the Lord said they will die of deadly diseases. God is about to send punishment on the nation. And he said, for this reason, you should not marry. He cannot associate or mourn with those who mourn. For God has taken away his peace from the people. He can neither join any social function. He cannot go to the house of feasting. He cannot go to parties to join the people to eat and drink. So Jeremiah has to really be on his own because God is about to punish the people. Should they ask him, Jeremiah, why this message? Why is God's great disaster coming on us? Why this message of great disaster that is sent to us? Or why has the Lord pronounced all this great disaster against them? Or what is their iniquity? Even though they know their iniquity, idolatry, and all the rest of that. Or what is their sin that they have committed against the Lord their God? Then Jeremiah will say to them, So peradventure any one of us are going through this, we must make sure that we take heed. 
said Jeremiah, we ask, ask them, because your fathers have forsaken me, says the Lord. If they ask you, why did God say you should not marry? Why is it that you cannot socialize? <laughs> Some of you, you are in church, you are in the kingdom. One party today, because this is how we can relate it to our own lifestyle. Another party tomorrow, ah, I have engagement somewhere, there is no way I can come to church. My friend is having birthday. The children are celebrating. This is happening. That's the way I can relate to this, this very part. And God is watching. God is looking at you. Taking the, the non-serious thing to block God's... You can go to the party and quickly come. But even in Jeremiah's case, there is no way you can go. Because God is about to punish the people. So you cannot even join them. You know, if you can't beat them, you join them. That is not in Jeremiah's story. You can't join them because God is about to, 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 to really uh, uh, do something. Cause disaster among them. He said, you will tell them, because your fathers are forsaking me, says the Lord. Why is disaster coming on us? Why can't I socialize? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Because they have walked after other gods and have served them and worshipped them, number two. They have forsaken me and not kept my law. That's why you cannot socialize with them. That's why you cannot continue to sin with them and thinking you are helping them. That's why you have to go with them with the hot message. Another reason, they have done worse than their fathers. Because each one follows the, uh, 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 the, uh, what their heart dictates so that none of them listen to God. Therefore, for this reason, the Lord will cast them and their father out of, out of their land, into a land that they know not, which is an act of confusion. There are many people that are confused today because they have followed the sin of their forefathers and they are not ready to come out of it. They continue to sin. They have the, 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 the land that they know. They, uh, uh, he said, uh, therefore, for this reason, the Lord will cast them out and their fathers out of their out of their land into a land that they know not. They will not be cast out out of the abundance that God has given to us. Because this type of thing is not that they will drive you like a, they are driving you like an outcast. No, things will not be working for that person. There will be confusion. Am I the only one? Why is my life like this? I'm not saying that when you find yourself in this type of desert, uh, 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 desert uh, situation, that is because of what? Somebody will be confused anyway. If you continue to sin, there's certain grace to have Things will not work for you when it's working for other people. Let's take it and look at the area where the enemy wants to rob us. So we are, he said, uh, they send them to another land that they know not. Where they will serve other gods day and night, and he will not show them his favor. He will continue to receive God's favor. And he continued to encourage them that even in all these things, God is still merciful. He will restore Israel. That takes us to that chapter 16. Write it down, verse 14. When you get home, you read it. Then 16, 15. Then 16. 16 to 21. God still loves Israel and he will restore Israel. The Lord promised in these verses that I've just mentioned to us that the future restoration of Israel shall be great. 
and will surpass the ancient deliverance from Egypt. It shall no longer be said that the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, which I've just told you, which is which refer to the Babylonian Empire. And from all the land where he had driven them, he will bring them back into their land, which he gives to their fathers. Instead of wrath, may God have mercy. Jeremiah chapter 16, 16 to 18. said, Behold, I will send for many fish, fish, fishermen, said the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after will I send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain. We can't hide from God. And from every hill, and out of the hole of the rocks, Said, for my eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hidden from my face. Neither is there iniquity that can be hidden from my eyes. And first, I will, re- I will re- recompense their iniquity. And they are seen double. Because they have defiled my land. They have filled my inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable things. Note that's verse 16. He said the enemy will be like uh, the enemy will be like men who catch fish. Look at what he has lacking them to that are sinning and do what they like. The enemy will catch the people in Judah. In Amos chapter 4 verse 2 Amos had described how the Assyrians would take away the people in Israel with fish hooks. When you get to read it, Amos 4. Against that verse 16, when he talks about fish and the hooks. That happened when the Assyrians led people away with hooks through their noses. A lot of people have preached this, and you see people put... uh, they are reading their nose and everything. It's an act of slavery. That is how the Assyrians caught the people when they overcame them. With hooks through their noses. So that I can know that this was they have been slaves, yes. He said Abacock also used that kind of description. It describes that the enemy pulled people from the sea as if they were fish. Habakkuk 1, 14 to 15. Go and read it against that verse 15. He said the enemy will also be like hunters. They will find the people wherever they might hide. Mountains and caves would not be safe places. Certainly the enemy will find the people. No matter where you hide, if the hand of God is you are not under the covering of God anymore, you are let into the hand of Satan. Who will find you? Such a person. That person is not here tonight. Jesus' name. Verse 17. He said the people could not hide from God. Adam and Eve tried to hide from God when they had not obeyed his order. 
Genesis 3, 8 to 10. Children try to hide from their parents when they have done wrong things. Criminals try to hide so that they can escape from police or from the law enforcing agents. But nobody can hide from God. The people in Judah did not believe that the Lord knew all their actions. Like we are talking about it today, God knows all, all our actions. They will not continue in sin and expect grace to abound. But the Lord was aware of their wicked behavior. So if there is any wickedness in us tonight, may God take it out. Verse 18. The word double does not mean that the Lord will punish people unfairly. It may mean that the punishment will be complete. Double portion. As I comforted Judah, he told them that their punishment will, uh, was complete. They had paid for their sin. They had received from the Lord double because of all their sins. Isaiah 40, verse 2. Or double can mean that the punishment will be equal to the sin. They had worshipped idols that did not live. Those idols were like dead animals. Nobody touched the idols were holy. The Lord hated those idols. The country belonged to the Lord. But because the people sinned, the country was not holy, holy now. So the Lord must punish the people. He removed from the country those people who had made the country not holy. They will not be taken out like rotting tomatoes in a nice tomatoes basket. It doesn't take God time to take people that want to destroy his work out. He will not try us with death. God can take somebody out and then you cannot mix with the saints anymore. Israel's future restoration will not only bring God's people back to their promised land, but will also bring the offer of salvation to the nation. Verses 19 to 21. Hope for the nation. Jeremiah described how God made him strong. The Lord was like his strong building and his place of safety. That's why it says like a refuge and a fortress. These names for God are in other parts of Old Testament. The writer of Psalm 18.2-3 calls God a strong shelter. God was King David's strong place. Psalm 59 verse 10. And 16-17 to talks about it said, Lord, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in time of distress, to you the nation will come from the ends of the earth and say, our ancestors possessed nothing but false gods, worthless idols that did, that did them no good. Do people make their own gods? Yes. But they were not gods. May we not set aside to make our God for ourselves. In Jesus' name. One day all the people will understand God's power. 
God promised Abraham that all the nations will receive blessing. That's Genesis 12.3. Isaiah said that in the last days, all nations will come to worship the Lord. That's Isaiah 2, verse 2. Jeremiah saw when that will happen. People will recognize that idol had no value. Men made them. Idol brought no benefit to the people who worship them. Verse 21. The Lord himself will teach the nations. He will do that by, by means of his servant, the prophets. Israel itself will also be the Lord's servant. Israel will bring light to the Gentiles. May we bring light to the Gentiles in the name of Jesus. So that the Gentiles will know the Lord's power. Isaiah 49 verse 6. He had rescued the Israelites from Egypt. So all the nations in the entire world will come to know the Lord's character. God's intention according to that Isaiah 49. You can write it down verse 5 to 6. Maybe you read it from verse 1. He is to make us light to the Gentiles. If we follow him and obey his command or word, if we don't follow our wayward ways or idolatry or whatever we want to use to replace God in our lives, for his salvation to reach the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. I put prayer here, Isaiah 49, 1 to 6. Lord, because I am your servant, make me into a polished arrow and conceal me in your quiver in readiness to display your splendor through me. And that's Psalm 127. also talking about God being alive, being our salvation. Isaiah 49, 2-3 is what I've just read from, that we can pray about. Then he said, restore me, that I may serve you fully. Isaiah 15, verse 19. said, the, the Lord will restore him so that he can serve him fully. And that takes up to chapter 19. When next we meet, Chapter 17. 17. When next we meet, we'll be teaching about that. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's have our head bow and our eyes closed. I want us to, leave, to, to, to pray this prayer. You can look at the board or look at your Bible. So don't have your eyes closed, yes? So that we can pray this prayer. May the Lord help us so that we won't continue to sin and expect grace to abound. All what we are dealing in this uh, um, Jeremiah is all about idolatry and sinning against God. May we not sin against God. May we be conscious of the presence of God all around us every minute, every second, so that we, we, we do the right thing in God. In Jesus' name.